0: Hey, everybody, it's Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show. And before we get to this next video, I just wanted to tell you that if you are looking for a way to make some money to get, get yourself into the green, get out of the red, hook up with me. It, it's fairly, very, very simple. Just go to attaboy.com, A T A B O Y.com, and I will show you how to make some money with a low investment. And it's something I'm doing myself, it's not something I'm just hawking. So, do it today hyperfund is the is the place and uh again attaboy.com uh you can watch a little video that i've put together for you You can watch some other videos there and you can learn for yourself how to get yourself some cash so let's do it okay all right here's the video you actually came to see <laughs>
1: welcome into talk to me here on the cms podcast network that is cmspn.com we are here today with diva satanica of nervosa new album perpetual chaos out january 22nd on napalm records diva how are you today i'm
2: fine thank you so much for having me it's a real honor so yeah let's do this
1: <laughs> a real honor. Uh, all right, so you're the new guy in the band, the new girl in the band. Um, you know what was your background into getting into this band? How did you know Prica, and uh, how did the audition process go down to you uh, joining the uh, Nervosa?
2: Well, um, I've been singing in a death in a melodic death metal band since uh, almost the last seven years, and um, this band, Blood Hunter opened the Spanish shows of Nervosa last year, so that was the very first time that I could talk to Prika in person, and um, during this quarantine, like um, in May, I think, um, she sent me a message asking me if I wanted to make an audition for the band, and for me it was like, oh my God, Prika Maral is asking me <laughs> if I wanted to do even a a test you know for me it was like a dream come true and and a big honor for me as a fan of nervosa so yes i instantly asked her what i was supposed to do and i just filmed some videos performing some of the old songs and yeah after many video calls and stuff because we were in a lockdown um she told me that i was a one. so (laughs) yeah (laughs) i made it (laughs)
1: I mean, so outside of recording and, and all that, have you guys actually been all four in a room jamming throughout this this uh, quarantine?
2: Never. All that we could do was uh, sharing files using the internet and Google Drive and stuff like that <laughs> because we couldn't travel. So it was like, hey, I'm going to send you one riff and I want you to write some lyrics or I've been thinking about this concept. So please you could write something about this. And that was the the way of working at that time. Until we got to the studio, we never met in
1: person before. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, a, that's a way to put a band together. So, but obviously the studio from the uh, video clips, it's very cool. You know, you're in a house, you're in the mountains, it looks like, beautiful scenery, you got a pool. You know, I mean, it's you pretty much living in the dream at that point. So I guess if you're going to find out if you four get along, that's the perfect place to kind of put you guys into into a room together and, and make it uh, figure it out.
2: Yes. I, I think this is a perfect scenario for all of us because we never met in person before. So it was like, uh, okay, we have to learn how to live and how to work <laughs> all together for the very first time. So I hope the, gar- the girls uh, like me. <laughs> because. It was like um, during this COVID situation, the very first time it was like, um, should I hug them or not? Or (laughs) they will think that I'm rude or (laughs) it was kind of weird, but um, it was fantastic, you know, because they are very easygoing and instantly we found like this connection between each other. So, yeah, it was uh, awesome.
1: Well, I guess you guys all kind of come from a, a band background. So this isn't your first time being in a band for all of you. So I think that you guys probably understand what it's like to be in a band. And so to go in, you know, you kind of, I guess you find your 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 place in the hierarchy of the band and you just kind of go with it from there.
2: Yes, you know, sometimes um, it feels like uh, being in a band, it's like a relationship. Because obviously if you're professional, you can work and nothing happens, it's okay. But when you get well with the other band members, everything is much better because it feels like um, if if there's a connection between each other, and, and that's very important for for the writing process and for the performance itself, because um, things are going more natural than only working, you know.
1: So tell me about the, the actually recording of the album, of a, a recording of Perpetual Chaos at the house house in the mountains you know what was that uh, process like for you?
2: Um, We spent one month uh, for the recording uh, sessions of this album in Artesonao Studios in Málaga in the south of Spain because um, our producer Martin Furia had been there before and it was a big house in the middle of nowhere in a very small place in the city in the top of a mountain so We only had um, wild horses and the the views of uh, mountains and the sea far away. And yeah, it was uh, really inspiring for us. It was like the perfect environment. And um, yes, it's been an intense process for all of us because um, we arrived to the studio separately. The first one in arriving was Prika. Then Eleni for recording drums, then Mia for recording the bass bass lines, and I was the last one. So all the girls met each other first and then I arrived (laughs) there and yeah, (laughs) for me it was like, okay, I'm the new one in here, but (laughs) I felt very, very comfortable with all of them. So I'm very thankful for that and for having that beautiful situation. It's something that mm, I'm sure that we will never forget.
1: now now i try not to when i have female guests on i try not to do like the guy versus girl thing but i mean your other band is all dudes and this Mm -hmm. band is all girls uh you know is there do you see a difference in that you know working with all women as opposed to all men
2: um it's not different in terms of uh, writing music or performing or whatever but um i must admit that I missed uh, that moments of uh, girls help me I don't know where to wear this makeup is okay because for four guys everything is perfect and it's okay always so you don't have that um right opinion about what you need to to hear but with girls it's um like we understand each other a little bit better because uh, girls with girls it's Easier, you know, but uh, in terms of working, it's just the same for me. And I, I always dream to be in a non-female band. So for me, this is like uh, uh, finally I got this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the years ago, I ended up touring with a uh, with a female musician, and it was funny. All the dudes in the band would just kind of throw on their black clothes and get on stage. And she had to sit there in front of the mirror and put on the makeup and make sure everything was right. And I was even joking with Heidi from Butcher Babies the other day when I had her on the show. I was like, dudes will look at a girl online and be like, well, she's okay, but one nostril is bigger than the other. So she's a you know she's an eight instead of a 10. You know, there's so much more critique and criticism towards women in, in metal.
2: Yeah, it's you know, I when I was younger, I really loved uh, all that part of the makeup and wearing um, different clothes, but with time you just um, get sick of that because it's (laughs) like, uh, I don't need this just to perform and obviously it's important to have an impact um, image, you know, like um, you want to look good and that everybody gets impressed by your presence, but Uh, Sometimes it's like too much. I mean, especially if it's stream metal, you don't need to be in a corset or something like that. It's just um, more about the attitude than clothing, you know.
1: (laughs) Right. At least you're not in like a symphonic metal band where you have to wear clothes from like the hundred, you know, 16th century or something.
2: For sure. I, I really love symphonic metal and I really love yes. the beautiful dresses and so on. But um, for me, it's not very comfortable just to do headbanging and run to one place for the other. With uh, I couldn't do it with a corset now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so with the with the new album, and obviously I've, I've read a lot on, online and it seems like you're going over very well with the Nervosa fans. You know, everybody, obviously there's gonna be a lot of like, I like the old singer, I like the new singer. You're gonna get that no matter what you do. But from what I can tell, every comment seems to be very positive towards you.
2: Yeah, for me, this was a main issue of my joining to this band because um, Fernanda and I um, have different vocal registers. So I I never um, can be like Fernanda for sure, this is not my register. So um, I I didn't want to try to imitate her vocals because um, that made no sense to me because that's not my identity as a vocalist. So we decided to find like a um, common point in the middle uh, between the old register and my own identity. So I could um, do my rolling style and false course is what I do so i could do this while having that approach of a higher tone and that uh, higher screams more close to the fernanda styles, you know and yeah it took a while because i'm used to the deep rolls and stuff like that from the death metal but it was amazing um working with our producer martin furia just to um, try to discover new um, influences or nuances in my voice and I think that he helped me a lot to to found this and I think that with guided of evil and guided by evil and perpetual chaos both singles we found like these high notes that I sincerely thought that I could do and that I couldn't do and yes for me it was um, like... Uh, an amazing process of learning and um as to be better as a vocalist you know and this has been amazing for me just to to be better in my in my approach as a vocalist
1: and the one thing I've, i when i was listening to the album is not in its entirety i kept i kept getting a jeff walker of carcass kind of feel to it so the, of your oh. vocals and i was actually very uh very uh impressed by your vocals on the album
2: Oh thank you so much it's really it's really appreciated because i i really worked very hard on it and <laughs> i tried my best for sure not only because i wanted to be um, the most amazing stuff that i could do by myself for this album as everybody but because um, you know fernanda had been uh, one of my main references in the extreme scene because there were not a lot of all female metal bands and for me Nervosa has been always like um, a big example and um, I, I felt like this is their legacy and I must pay like a tribute to to this amazing stuff that they've been created all these years so it feels like uh, I have to do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you being in Spain, did you grow up in Spain?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in the northwest of Spain in a very small um, town called La Coruña, and I moved to Madrid like uh, 10 years ago or so um, due to my daily job, but I was thinking like uh, someday maybe I could develop my musical career easier than in my hometown, that it was very small and there were not many good chances of doing too much, so I thought about moving to a bigger place and try to work from there.
1: And growing up, how did you find, uh, how did you get into metal? How did you find it? I always love the stories of, of you know, uh, p- people in other countries, how they discovered music and how they discovered the metal.
2: Um. Well, it, it took me a while because nobody in my family loves metal or even rock and roll or stuff like that. So, I remember that I was uh, watching a TV show when I was like 12 years old or so and there was a girl performing Living on a Prayer of Bon Jovi and for me it was like, wow, what's that my very first experience with, with rock and roll. So, yeah, I decided that I had to buy everything, all the albums of Bon Jovi, (laughs) so I went to the record shop and that was like a tradition, you know, each week of my life, I spent like uh, going to the record shop, grabbing an album without having an idea of of what I was about to find because um, there were not many chances of downloading stuff and so, so, yeah. I bought a lot of albums that I still love, and I bought some pieces of, <laughs> you know, things that I didn't really like a lot. But well, it was like um, a good way of discovering new music. So from there, I just been going to the another music styles like ranch. I was a, a lover of Nirvana from years, and and Alice in Chains and stuff like that. And then I think uh, my very first experience with uh, extreme metal, it was like um, when I was like 20, probably 20 years old. I remember that the very first time that I listened to a growler, I got scared, really scared. (laughs) For me, it was like, what's that? Why they are yelling so many things that I can't understand. (laughs) But I don't know. It happened to me like with terror movies, you know, that you just want to hide, but then you want to know what is going to happen. And for me with Extreme All, it was like that. It was like, uh, I don't really like it, but I want more, you know? <laughs> and then I think I got used to it. <laughs>
1: so, so now there are kids out there listening to Nervosa, the new album, <laughs> and a girl is going to be, you know, covering her face and scared to death of you now. <laughs>
2: I think
1: this may happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being a kid, and and, and I just turned uh, forty-one. So when I was, you know, in the eighties, I was a little kid. But I remember Bon Jovi yeah. being very popular, and I drove past there, or my parents drove past a uh, a barber shop, you know, hair hairstylist place, and the sign said Bon Jovi haircuts forty dollars, and I'll never forget that. And I was just like, if you want a Bon Jovi haircut. Forty dollars you go right there.
2: If I was a man, I swear I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Getting your hair poofed up looking all good
2: with a lot of uh volume in your hair or yes. just a haircut of um these days.
1: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um so with your Bon Jovi Love, love you know, where do you stop? Do you, are you a, a do you yeah. like the entire catalog? Or are we going, you know, we stop at New Jersey? Where, where are you at?
2: Um, I don't know. You know, all the bands from the 80s were like my inspiration. And I was pretty obsessed with the USA. I mean, I, I was decided to move to the USA someday. It was like um, um, my plan for, for the following years of my life <laughs> until I discovered that that has nothing to do with music i mean it's just uh the band, It's from there but you can go whatever and it's okay so <laughs> i decided not to move there and stay in spain even that um there were some years that I thought about when I started to love black metal. I wanted, I was obsessed, you know, with so many things in my life. This is terrible. But I thought that, yeah, I could move to Norway just to learn the language and try to <laughs> get involved in the black metal scene because I really love that. And well, imagine when I met Mia, <laughs> my face, it was like, oh my God, she's with <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> For me, it's been like um, America, it's like the land of dreams, what can I say? So, yes, probably um, as a Spanish, for me, living here, it's like um, nothing will happen. There are not many Spanish bands uh, doing stuff with big record labels or going on tour outside. So, except for Angelo Apatrida or stuff like that, um, we don't have many references in the metal uh, way of success. So, yeah, um, it it was difficult.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and and being here in America, I would probably give, I would say right now, give it some time before you come over.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been difficult times for America nowadays, but I don't know, you're survivors and you will handle this for sure.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll be just fine. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Um, Getting back back to the Album, you know, when you're getting lifts from, from Prika, are you are you writing lyrics? Are you writing all the melodies? Is that what you're doing? Or is she sending you lyric ideas too? Or, or how are you guys working that out?
2: Um, we work in many different ways because we didn't want to plan nothing at all. So sometimes she just asked me to write some lyrics with no music. She talked me about a concept like for the song Blood Eagle that she wanted me to um, to check the um, viking ritual um that she was uh, watching in a tv show in in vikings indeed in in netflix so she just texted me and and told me hey we should uh, write something about this uh, ritual because it's sick and it would be amazing for a more aggressive song and um i just started writing lyrics and, and other times Um, She just sent a riff and want me to add the the vocal lines and the lyrics and yeah, we made like an experiment, you know, because we never worked together before. So we tried to to do stuff as um, everyday different, you know.
1: And, And Once the album comes out, will there have you guys talked about touring? What are you guys gonna do? Other than, you know, other than a million podcasts and video casts, you know, what are your plans to get out and uh, promote the record?
2: Uh, you know, we are very anxious about this because uh, we never um, jam together or having a rehearsal or something. So for, for us, this is very important because if it was not uh, with this COVID situation, we would be probably touring right now. And it's not possible. Um, and maybe... I don't know what will happen, you know. We have a lot of um, summer festivals and two dates booked for the following months, but um, we don't know because uh, the very first ones are in July, next summer. And we are not very sure about what will happen with this, but obviously, uh, fingers crossed <laughs> for everything. And let's see. We just can't wait and let's see what happens, you know.
1: So, oh, if i somebody... Putting everything together, was the Guided by Evil video shoot like one of the first times you guys were all together with instruments in your hand?
2: Yeah, it was uh, the very first time, the very first round that we were uh, recording just uh, takes with all playing together. We look at each other and it was like, girls, this is our very first time performing all together or kind of performing. (laughs) And it felt like, yeah, "Yeah, we are going to do this all the time.
1: Well, that's fantastic. What else do you remember from that video shoot?
2: Um, I remember a lot of fake blood. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had to climb like a mountain uh, just to film some takes for the video, the, the parts of the ritual uh, between us. And it was very late because we've been working all day long in the studio and at night. Very late at night, we're just starting the filming sessions for this video clip. And it was very funny because, um, well, we have like a, one plan for this video clip and everything got can sell due to this COVID situation. So we had to think like in 24 hours uh, what we are going to do <laughs> because we have to film this video clip and we have nothing now. So um, I really feel admiration for Prika because she never... Um, lost hope and she works so hard to make things work that it's more than amazing she's a warrior you know and she found the perfect solution we found another guys for doing this video clip and everything went by i don't think that this is a bad video clip at all because it looks like uh for being our very first video clip it has a like a horror movie vibe in the beginning with all the worms and the forest and the dark tones. I think um, that was an interesting approach to this um, more darker sound in the beginning. You know, it's like that Black Sabbath riff in the beginning of the song. It reminds me a lot of that mm, horror movies and and stuff like that.
1: Absolutely. And the the kind of last thing as we start wrapping this up, um, are you excited to get out to play the classic Nervosa songs, you know, to get those in front of uh, people too? Or are you rehearsing those at your house, you know, trying to get all the notes right and the uh, the words right and all that good stuff? <laughs> you
2: know, I- I've been singing like the song Death, Into Mosh Pit, Intolerance Means Words, a lot of songs that I knew from the past because mm, I saw Nervosa on stage a lot of times as a fan. So I really know most part of the lyrics and for me it's going to be easy to learn all the the set list (laughs) i i hope so (laughs) performing is going to be another different thing but yes um i mean as a fan i'm very excited and as a vocalist as a new vocalist much more excited and just thinking about the possibility it's like it gives me goosebumps you know (laughs) i can't wait
1: Well, we can't wait either. Hopefully, you'll make it over to the States at some point, and then you can uh, bring it all to us over here in, in America, and we can uh, enjoy it all together. Um, and like we said, January second or 22nd, Napalm Records, Nervosa, Perpetual Chaos, Diva, Satanica, thank you for taking some time today.
2: Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. So hope you are all good out there. And, yeah, hope we can meet soon in the following months. So stay safe and take care.
0: All right, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And you know what else is a lot of fun? The CMS Podcast Network. That's right, cmspn.com is the address. Make sure you go over there. Make sure you watch the episodes there. You listen to the episodes there. And maybe you even just subscribe so it's delivered to your phone to whatever podcasting software you use. But do it from cmspn.com. Once again, cmspn.com, cmspn.com, cmspn.com. We'll see you next time, fucks.